Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fancy Sparky Fiverr with you. Other side of the glass, Sam Schmitz, executive producer. He's getting ready for Rami's show coming up at 3 o'clock uh, as well. Coming up on this show, you're going to hear from Ed Cedar, uh, who uh, joined Tim Allen this morning as well as he uh, announced his retirement uh, from the Brewers after being there 30 years. We'll play that back for you coming up in the next hour. Tim Allen filling in earlier today for Bart Winkler on the Bart Winkler Show. Uh, and Bart will be back tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock, uh, getting ready for Packers and Cardinals coming up on Thursday night. You heard that uh, in the last hour of the interview with Pat Murphy. It was just so, so good. It really was. And, you know, Tim asking these guys uh, the question of, you know, what is this team going to win a World Series? And, you know, Cedar, not not there anymore, retired or whatever the case may be, gives his answer uh, to Tim. Much different than Pat Murphy's answer, obviously, because Cedar's no longer on that coaching staff. But for me, you know, as a Brewers fan, you feel really good about your chances of getting to the World Series because this is kind of a Packers scenario, right? Kind of a Bucks scenario to a degree because if you're sitting in the playoffs – year to year, knocking on that door, the thought process usually is eventually you will bust through that door. That maybe you'll catch a break. Maybe uh, you know something won't go right for the other team. It'll be a blown call, an injury, whatever. Or you, know, you guys all of a sudden just catch fire and get red hot hitting the baseball in the playoffs and your offense carries you when all the talk is about pitching and defense going into the postseason. You need some of that to work for you in order to win a World Series. That just has to kind of be. If you look at the Atlanta Braves and how that whole thing is set up right now, they get they made deals to get four different outfielders uh, at the deadline and hit. Again, when they did it, everybody's like, what are they doing? But it ended up hitting. They won without a couple of their best. They won without one of their best pitchers. They won without their best hitter in Acuna. I mean, they got all the way to the World Series despite all of the injuries that they had throughout the year, still were able to make it work. And People get on me about calling that magic carpet ride year of the Packers and Rodgers, but you do need some of that magic, some of that that pixie dust kind of sprinkled onto your team to get everything to fall into place for you to win a World Series or to get to a World Series or to get to an NBA championship like the Bucs. And go back to the Bucs. And again, people get irritated about this too when people bring it up around the country, but who cares your team won the NBA championship. Who cares if Kyrie, Harden, and Durant weren't all healthy at the same time in the playoffs? Who cares? Doesn't matter. They won an NBA championship in our lifetime. That's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, a little pixie dust to kind of make this play out the way you needed it to play out to win it. But again, does it matter? No. 
At the beginning of last year, you thought Lakers, Nets. You have to go through the Nets, then the Lakers. Then you thought before the playoffs that it was going to be Nets in Philly. Then possibly the Lakers. And oh my God, there's no way they'll get through it. Guess what? Only one of those teams you ended up having to play. Lakers got bounced early, as did the Sixers. You got up, ended up with the Hawks and the Suns. Again, little magic pixie dust right there sprinkled over the team to make it that magical year. That's the type of stuff that you need to happen. So now you're just waiting for that year, hopefully soon, for the Milwaukee Brewers to kind of have that magic pixie dust kind of sprinkled over them to bust through and win this thing. To where you have a guy or two that, you know, ends up being better than anybody expected for a given year or ends up being better than anybody expected in the postseason and kind of carries you on their back. That That's kind of all part of it. The Pat Murphy thing about Christian Yelich and his contract, I get it, right? Look, you had him for a bargain basement price when he won MVPs. He was worth a hell of a lot more than we were paying him. So now he's a couple down years, and now y'all want to get on him. But you should still be happy about reaping the rewards you did for the amount of money you were paying him. I get that too. And that's fine now. I mean, that works fine. Sure. Good. Now going forward here, it's not going to stop the chatter uh, among sports talk shows, among Brewer fans sitting in the bars or on social media or whatever the case may be if he continues to struggle. Having said that, we know uh, that Yelich wants it, wants it bad. Murphy talked about it. Like, nobody wants to do better more than Christian Yelich. This isn't tearing up anybody more than it's tearing up Christian Yelich by how much he struggled the last couple of years. I think that's important to point out. The other thing important to point out is investing in the community. And now comes out word yesterday that Yelich and Randall Cobb both are going to invest in the third street market hall. We're going to talk to... Uh, Omar, uh, who runs Surge Properties and owns Carnivore Steakhouse and all of that. Uh, we're going to talk with him coming up uh, in about a half hour from right now and get his thoughts on this whole deal with Yelich and Randall Cobb investing in what was Grand Avenue Mall, now this Third Market uh, Street Hall that they're they're putting up. Uh, yeah, Third Street Market Hall. When this is pretty much done, there's parts of it open and so forth, and we'll get the update from Omar on that. But remember, Omar also... Uh, was involved with a partnership that was Braun and Aaron Rodgers. And they had their restaurant. And that whole deal worked out with two stars in two different sports coming together to kind of invest back in the community. And now here we sit again in a different situation with, once again, two stars, two different sports, investing back in the community. Now, you don't have to like everybody involved. Maybe you didn't like Ryan Braun. Maybe you didn't like Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you don't like Christian Yelich or Randall Cobb. I find it hard to believe you could not like either one of them as far as people go, but either way, maybe you don't. But not every community has players investing money back into their communities like you are currently seeing here. That's a pretty cool deal. Not every community has a professional basketball player who is a multiple MVP and now NBA champion investing in another team in that town in another sport like you have with Giannis investing in the Milwaukee Brewers. And we can talk about being spoiled as a fan base from the aspect of how much our teams have been winning, right? You've been spoiled by having back-to-back Hall of Famers, multiple Super Bowls. Now, we can talk about how they should have more than two, and I agree with you. But either way, still spoiled. Franchises like the Bears still waiting for a Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. So you've had that. You've had the Milwaukee Brewers. We just talked about four straight years in the postseason. This all got turned around, you know, with Jack Sorensic and Doug Melvin and those guys and Braun and Fielder, and they've not really looked back all that much since that run started. So you've had a pretty long line of success from the Brewers. No championships, but postseason. No more 11 years of not getting to 500, 26 years of not making the postseason. Those days are long gone, and I don't think we'll see them anytime soon. So from that aspect, got to be happy. From the aspect of the Milwaukee Bucks, you drafted a guy that turned into an MVP that nobody, I don't think, thought could be an MVP. John Hammond, Billy McKinney, they made that pick, and they said, said it on the station. Can't hit a home run if you don't swing for the fences. Can't do it. 
Trying to hit a base hit every time, not going to hit a home run. It's probably not going to happen. So they swung for the fences. And as John Hammond pointed out then, and I don't think it would be much different now, which is you're not going to get LeBron James to sign in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's just not going to happen. So the only way they're going to get a superstar for the Bucs was through the draft. Did they have opportunities? Yeah. Glenn Robinson, all-star. Very good player. Number one pick. Andrew Bogut probably was on his way to being that perennial all-star and then gets hurt going up for that dunk and was never the same again. Ray Allen, Hall of Famer type basketball player that they trade for. And the night they trade for him, they get booed out of the building at the Bradley Center because everybody wanted Stephon Marbury and not Ray Allen. But you weren't able to capitalize on that outside of one playoff run. The rest of it, nothing special when Ray and Glenn were together outside of one year. But either way, you've had your runs. But the coolest part about the whole deal to me is you have people investing back in your community. That is pretty sweet. Not every community has it. We can talk about how people don't want to play in Milwaukee or people don't want to live in Milwaukee or it's too cold in Milwaukee. It snows too much in Milwaukee. Fine. Okay. But once those people get here, for the most part, they talk about how great a city it was to play in. How people underestimate how cool Milwaukee is. How great the fan base is. That's awesome. To wear that as a badge of honor uh, as a sports fan in the state of Wisconsin. It's pretty cool. And for the most part, I think they've got it hit right on the head. I think they do. We do have great fans here in the state of Wisconsin. Brewers. Badgers, Bucks, Packers, whatever the case may be. Van base is very cool. So we'll talk uh, again to Omar coming up about 25 minutes from right now. And then coming up next, uh, you're going to hear from Ed Cedar. Now, again, we just got done talking about this run uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers. He's been here for the whole thing. 30 years. 30 years. Long time. He went through the ups and the downs. Uh, of being uh, with the Brewers. He went through the transition from County Stadium over to American Family Field, uh, a.k.a. Miller Park. He went through all of that. Seen it all. Been here when everybody was all excited about Braun and Fielder and that whole run, and now uh, what they have right now. So we'll hear from Ed Cedar coming up next. He talked with the franchise, Tim Allen, earlier today uh, when Tim Allen was filling in for Bart Winkler and the Bart Winkler Show. That's next here. On Sparky's Midday Madness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Sam Schmidt's other side of the glass. Now your turn to hear from Ed Cedar, who retired yesterday after 30 years in the Brewers organization. Now, I'm sure there are some people listening that have worked somewhere for 30 years. I'm sure those people exist. I think because of the pandemic and so forth, uh, that list of people that have worked somewhere that long is probably going to shrink quite a bit because it probably was broken up uh, during the pandemic of all the different people that lost their jobs and so forth. But to work in one spot for 30 years, like Gary and I were talking about the other day with the automobile industry and so forth, you know, growing up in, in Kenosha, you know, we had, uh, you know, AMC uh, for a long time, American Motors. Uh, then we went to Chrysler and you had guys that worked uh, at that automobile uh, factory from AMC through Chrysler. Again, 30 years. No question. Guys just that, that was their job. They worked on the line or whatever. And that was just what they did and made pretty decent money doing it. Nowadays, I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, how many jobs are having people employed there for 30 years? Still seems pretty remarkable to me to have, be anywhere for that long. All right, let's hear from Ed Cedar, uh, who joined Tim Allen this morning. He was filling in uh, for Bart on the Bart Winkler Show this morning. He talked to Ed Cedar about retirement and being with the Brewers for 30 years. What went into that uh, that decision there, Eddie? I don't know. Just, um, you know, I had the, they gave me the opportunity, like this year, to – do it half and half and um, kind of ease into retirement. And I thought it was a good time to move on and see what else is going to happen in my life. Okay, and, and fair enough. You've, you've been with the organization forever, and, and that's uh, that's very rare uh, in, in that industry. But um, i, I got to ask you, Eddie, and then we'll have some fun, but is this sort of a a retirement that you you drift off you and Marcy into the sunset, or is this sort of a well maybe I'll find myself on the coaching staff of the I don't know Miami Marlins or you know, Arizona <laughs> Diamondbacks or whatever? No, I would doubt that very much. I know they say never to say never, but I think it's more of the first thing you hit on where Marsha and I just drift off, spend some time maybe doing some traveling and just hanging out um, and getting used to the non-hectic, you know, lifestyle of uh, eight-month baseball season. Yeah, well, who's going to run spring camp then? Because you you ran that like a just a, a perfectly diagnosed uh, surgery, if you will. I mean, it was it was like military run. <laughs> well, thanks, Tim. But they they have people to stand in. You had uh, Carlos Brazuela ran it this year. You know, why was there at the beginning? And so, like, I think it was like the first four games, three or four games, and then I cut out of there. But, no, they're in good hands. And uh, Counts was um, – Oh, he's the main stirrer of it, so he's he'll still be there for quite some time. So I think the spring training will run uh, probably, hopefully, just as smoothly. You know, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers organization as a whole, and have you know, obviously, you guys have had a uh, a great relationship. To be involved in one organization for that long is just. It's just so rare, and you've you've worn a lot of hats in that. And just just uh, real quick before we get to X's and O's of this season, uh, what do you have to say about the organization as a whole that has you know had you involved and made you a living and and a fun time throughout and for thirty years, Ed? Oh yeah, and I think from uh, the get go, I've always been um, family oriented and taking care of their people and everything. And then when Mark took over and then when they brought David in, it just, just kept on evolving into, you would have to probably be far fetched to find another organization that takes care of their people the way they do. And, you know, and then counts brought in his culture and just the atmosphere in the locker room and stuff like that. It's kind of, I was kind of in a unique situation to see, you know, like I said, for 30 years, I've seen organizational changes, ownership changes, um, internal changes and all that. And, um, 
I think they're, well, I don't want to say leaving them at a good spot. I might have had a little Jew with it, but uh, I think they're not in a good spot. They're in a great spot right now. Well, and to see that transformation, you, you've been through it um, with, with, the, with the playoff drought, and then they cracked the seal open in 08, and what a celebration, 2011. You know, went away from a World Series, and, and they make some uh, transformations uh, some five, six years ago. But now, to look at this organization, Ed, I am just – I'm overjoyed with the consistency of – competing to win a World Series on a regular basis four consecutive years into the postseason. Oh, yeah, it's kind of awesome. And our, and our fan base is just, well, I said it in my uh, interview, probably the best in sports. Well, not probably, definitely the best in sports, and they have a lot to do with it. Our players constantly talk about that, about the Miller Park experience, even players that come in. I remember coaching third, third baseman coming in and asking me, going, is it always like this here? And I go, yep, it's always like this here. But, uh, yeah, like you stated, um, the culture David and Counts have brought in and made for, um, you know, like I said, the locker room feeling, um, all the workers, front office, everyone involved. Uh, it's a great feeling and knowing that um, we're going to go out and, do stuff but uh make it even better um it's pretty impressive right around now to be a brewer ed cedar former brewers coach joining us here on the bart winkler morning show tim in for bart uh what was the most disappointing aspect of the exit of the brewers here this season eddie i've you know me i've got a i've got a bunch but for you you what what might have been that one part that you were just the most disappointed with uh well for sure just just losing because uh what a great season you know and um you knew the pitching was going to be good. I know we struggled offensively at the beginning of the season then we hit a stride where we did some good things, and he kind of felt it going, you know, at the end of September, you're going, oh, they'll turn it on for it. They'll turn it on in the playoffs. Don't worry about that. But uh, kind of a weird thing because, um, you know, well, almost like in any sports, yeah, you can't just turn it on when you think you can turn it on. you got to be dominating throughout or can't just take a break and ease into stuff. So, uh Thing was kind of disappointing because you knew the pitching was going to be there, and then, and just uh, the hitting just slumped at a bad time, which which happens. It, it does, and it did. And I, I know uh, Stearns didn't make mention of you know maybe that stretch drive. Maybe they would have done things a little bit differently if you know if they had to do it again. And and it, you know the other thing, Eddie, is is that I think Craig Council was in a situation he's never been in before. And that was in the cruise control mode where everyone was chasing him. He didn't have to chase anybody. And that's, that's, that was something new the last three years. In fact, if you, you go back last four years, go back to 17, you guys were chasing, chasing, chasing. I mean, it, everything was ratcheted up to the point where it was, it was almost a, a, a fun chase of this year. That, that had to be a learning experience for Craig Council and the coaching staff as well. Oh, yeah, the coaching staff and even from the players that have been there, usually they're, you know, every game, every game, let's get after it. Hey, I'm not feeling that good. Well, it doesn't matter. you got to play. Let's go get after it, get after it. And like you said, it's awesome to be thrown into a different situation. And well, I'm, I'm sure um, everyone will learn from this. And when we, get, when we go about doing it uh, next year, we'll have better results. But, yeah, I agree with you. All of a sudden, you're in that grind every day, in that grind every day to chase and chase and chase. And, and then all of a sudden, to be, wow, we're way ahead. And it, there's still three weeks to go or whatever it was. But, yeah, definitely different circumstances. And people learn, you know, coaching staff learn, uh, players learn. Like I said, our players that have been with us before this year, they were used to going, hey, I'm playing. I'm playing. We got to get after it. Got to win today. And then all of a sudden, the be sudden is, ah, really doesn't matter. Let me just get a couple of bats and get out of there or whatever. Get my pitch count in and stuff like that. Yeah, it does make a difference, Tim. Very good point. 
Yeah, it just it just seemed like it was a, a strange finish toward the end. And you know, I've tried to stay positive. And I, I like you when when you said, "Hey, they'll turn it on. They'll turn it back on. Hey, they'll flip the switch. It's the postseason, and we'll go from there." It just it just never happened, and it never happened with a guy like Christian Yelich, Eddie. And and that mm-hmm. honestly, I, I, I gotta say, it was very painful to see this, uh, what Christian Yelich had gone through. And, you know, you're, you're far closer than, than any of us fans are, but it had to be tough to, to see that up close like that. And uh, what do you make of the Christian Yelich thing? Uh, I don't know. That's a hard one. And uh, I definitely think he'll get through it, but you could tell it, it, it would get to him. And he was, one, put it this way, it wasn't from lack of trying and trying to figure stuff out and stuff like that because he was after it, taking a break. I know um, the first, like last year when it happened, we were all going nuts just because it was a really weird circumstance and maybe it was a little weird again. But um, one from lack of trying, he's a great hitter and I have um, no doubt that he, he will be back to the Christian Yelich we know. You know what I do for a living? And that's the great thing about baseball, Eddie, is that, uh, you know, we can debate these things. There's strategy. Uh-huh. There's there's all of these things. How often uh, do, do you guys, and you probably won't say it through the media on a, on a particular or a specific move, but how often do you sort of internally, and you can say this now because now you're retired, but how often <laughs> over the years would would you just like internally go home and you're you're riding home with with Marcia and you're saying, boy, that move there, I just I don't know about that move. It's okay, it's okay. I've made my living doing that. But how often did that occur for you? Um, actually, not very often. Now that yeah, now that you mentioned that, and hey, and by the way, sometimes on the way home, I would listen to the show well you know that because i would always be able to talk to you about it the next day but um yeah sometimes you're going i wonder i wonder why we did that and then you think about it longer and then maybe the next day it's talked about and then you go oh okay made sense or sometimes you know sometimes as simple as well like even if the runner's at second you know, when I was coaching third and I would get the sign, they'd be able to give me the thumbs up or thumbs down on how their legs were feeling, you know, so I would know I'm going, okay, mm-hmm. so I can't push you, you know, and people would be going, why did you send them? I'm going, he, well, the player himself gave me the thumbs down. Don't, don't push me too hard because it might yeah, no, 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 just no, blow no, out. I, you know I, what I, I mean? I, there might be something else into the equation that at the yes. time I didn't know. That, that's the point I was going to make. And and oftentimes, you know, I only have seconds. After the last pitch, that's it. We're on, Eddie. And yeah, we, don't, yeah. we don't get all that information. And, and you're absolutely 100% right. A lot of times we're griping about something that was cleared up in the postgame or cleared up in the pregame the following day. And, and you're right. You, we say, oh, man, I didn't know that he was he was <laughs> fighting a little quad injury right there. And that's why. That's interesting. No, it's kind of, yep, because it's kind of good. Like you say, your show has to go on, boom. We got to go, 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 where if you're thinking about it going, yeah, I wonder what happened there. And then the next thing you're going, the next day, or like you say, even in in a half hour, you happen to see the guy in the training room, you're going, oh, maybe that's why we took him out or, you know, different circumstances. But, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you think about stuff, and then you get the whole picture behind you going, oh, okay, did not know that. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. Eddie, one of my favorite uh, quotes from you over the years is uh, when you were coaching third base, and, you know, uh, a a lot is said about uh, sending runners or holding runners. And, you know, whether it be a a Carlos Gomez, you run till you score or make an out, or whether you hold a runner. one of the one of the best quotes was, you know, why did you why did you send that guy? And you you just wave and say, yell at the runner. It was only with the stop sign up, and he runs right through it. You just say it's only a suggestion. Was your quote? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one just trying to trying to ease my thoughts, Tim. 
<laughs> That's it. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate all the time you've given, uh, certainly me and, and the station over the years, Eddie, and, and I want to wish you well. And, and what is the, 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 the immediate thing? When will it set in for you? Probably spring training, uh, pitchers and catchers reporting or something like that. Is that when it's going to set in? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it will. Cause, um, of course I'll go do the, Bill Schroeder fantasy camp. So mm-hmm. I know I do that. So I'm thinking once I go to the park, you know, and that's in January before, you know, the Brewer spring training sets. So, cause usually I would go there, do the fantasy camp and then, um, you know, either come home for three days or just stay there until spring training. So I think once I get down there and I'm going, okay, aren't I supposed to stay? And that all of a sudden be, <laughs> getting on the plane to head back after fantasy camp's over, I'll be going, maybe, maybe it'll set in there or I don't Yeah. That's a great question. And yeah. maybe you'll have me on during that. Maybe in spring training, I'll come on again. Ken. Oh, Oh, I'm, I'm counting on it, man. I, I, I would love that. And, and, uh, if, if it were me, it'd be an Uber right to talking stick casino. And that, that would, <laughs> that, would that would take my mind off it for sure. Okay. Final thing. <laughs> When do the Brewers win the damn World Series, Ed Cedar? I'm going to reach out and go, going to go out on the limb, not really, next year. There you go. I, I love it. Eddie, and you uh, know tell- you'll see me around the park, Tim, because you know I can't eat all of Marcia's baking by myself. So, you know, <laughs> I got to continue to bring that in every once in a while. Let me tell you, his wife can bake, brings cookies to spring training and everything else. Straight up amazing. They should open up their own little bakery shop, right? Little sweets and treats, like uh, what we call them. Cedar Cedar's Sweets and Treats. Is that easy enough to say? Do you think people could remember that? I like it. Cedar Sweets and Treats. There you go. It seems easy enough. Maybe Omar, who's coming up next from Search Restaurant Group, would like to invest and maybe make that dream a reality for uh, for our guy, Eddie Cedar. Uh, We'll talk to Omar coming up next uh, about Third Street Market Hall that he's heavily invested in. Obviously, you know Omar. Uh, many of his different properties that he's owned, including Carnivore, which uh, many of you know and probably have been to at some point, like many uh, professional athletes from other teams and current teams and so forth. And in fact, our very own Sam Schmitz used to work for Omar uh, at Carnivore. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. A couple of years when I was in college and all that. Love Omar. Love Omar. So that, that's a good positive endorsement. Sam's never said he loves anybody on this station, so that's a first time for everything. We'll hear from Omar coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you, Sam Schmitz, executive producer, other side of the glass, Dan Plucker, returns from his seemingly month-long vacation uh, he comes back tomorrow, so he'll be back in here for the big show tomorrow to produce and back in here for Midday Madness like he normally is producing for this show. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, Omar Sheck, of course, uh, of the Surge Restaurant Groups, joining us now here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Omar, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, so you and I have, I, I don't, we've, we talked uh, uh, a long, long, long time ago uh, when Ronnie Taylor, who used to be on Kiss FM, had a bachelor party and we had our dinner uh, at the old Ryan Braun place down on the water by the summer, Summerfest grounds. I believe that was the, the one time that we actually talked. And then obviously uh, on social media, kind of going back and forth a, a little bit. For people that don't know uh, a lot about you, which I find hard to believe nowadays, but but how did how did your investment in this community come to be? I mean, everybody knows you for carnivore, obviously, but but you're you're spread out pretty much everywhere. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just I, I think I'm considered one of the community leaders now, and just work with a lot of great people, and um, just try to constantly move the city, and in some cases, the state forward. When we talk about the newest adventure that uh, you are decided to get involved in, this Third Street Market Hall which obviously is the former Grand Avenue Mall. And growing up as a kid, man, that I grew up in Kenosha. So, you know, we'd go to Northridge, we'd go to Southridge uh, and all of that. But whenever we got to go to Grand Avenue Mall, man, that was the highlight of the week anytime my parents would take me there. So <laughs> to see how that thing, kind of what that turned into there by the end, was kind of disheartening and sad, I guess, a little bit. Just shows I'm getting older. Uh, but now to see what you guys are are making it into 
uh, is something kind of remarkable and, and kind of over the top, something like we haven't seen around here before. Talk about how this whole Third Street Market Hall concept came about. Yeah, so about five years ago, Josh and Tony um, bought the mall and uh, and approached me about consulting for a food hall that they had an idea. I think Chris Socha played a big role, the architect, and kind of the overall vision of the project. And I, at that time, I just wasn't interested um, in the project. And about a year later, they, they brought me back in and toured me through the project, and I just their vision just blew me away. So, you know, it's kind of a mixed-use development. It's, it's apartments. It's a lot of amenities. We call it the, like a, a tri-level horizontal high-rise, if you will. Sure. Um, and then there's a lot of corporations that, uh, that we're bringing into the building. And so with that, the main amenity is down on the base level in the floor, first floor, and we're building third street market hall. So, you know, toured probably 70 food halls around the country. Um, got some of the ideas from the best and brightest minds in our industry. Um, and kind of took the greatest ideas that we've seen in all of them and put it into one. So, you, you know, you go to some places, it's more lunch driven and, um, or transactional where you just go in and out. Now, we wanted to create something that goes well beyond just, you know, just a, just a food court, right? So it's a food hall. We wanted gaming activities. We're adding a selfie museum into there in partnership with Myad. We're building Top Golf Swing Suites. We have a massive 50-person bar, full shuffleboard courts, dual, um, snook ball. I mean, there's just so many things to do there. And we wanted this to be just a great experience and kind of a living room for all of those um, downtown and all those that travel to downtown. Talk about that from a, from a, the perspective of people living downtown. It feels like since this new ownership group came in for the Bucks uh, and started doing the things they've done with the new arena and the Deer District and all of that, it feels like people living downtown ha- has seen a little bit of a spike. That's outside looking in, obviously. I'm in the suburbs, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, there's a lot of people uh, living downtown, and, and there are a lot more things to do now, too. And really, there's there's a renaissance an explosion happening west of the river. So you mentioned one of the projects, which was Pfizer Form. We're breaking ground tomorrow on the convention center. There's going to be a $425 million completion of that. Symphony, $140 million development across the that, street. That's going to be a beautiful. Lot of people know. Yep. Yeah. And, and a lot of people know you got the Riverside, which is very successful, yep. run by Gary Witt. And, and on the other side of Michigan, you have We Energies, but then also you have Milwaukee Tool moving their corporate headquarters downtown. So by February, I believe they're moving in about 2,000 people, and that's a that's a company led by Steve Richmond. has great leadership over there. Talking uh, with Omar from Surge Restaurant Group here on Sparky's Midday Madness. So for those that are trying to wrap their mind around this, does this take away from the Milwaukee public marketplace at all, do you think, once this is up and going full full go? I don't think so. I think we're, I think we're different products. You know, we're, we want to be more experiential is that's why we built all these gaming elements around it. And, you know, we, they're great at what they do. And I think we'll complement each other. Well, you know, they're, they have good leadership over there and they do great. They do a great job, but we're just a little bit different, you know, and um, we're also going to have more of a gathering place for gathering where we're going to have a massive 50 person central bar. We're going to have three banquet spaces. Oh. Um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of, it's going to be different, different products, but uh, in the same class, if you will. But both both do really well at what they do. Of the the seventy market halls uh, that you said you went, or food halls that you went and toured, uh, of all of those, which one did you take the most from? You know, it's a hard question. You know, I mean, there it's it's like we we traveled to so many great food halls. And we just took elements, what we felt were the best of each, and kind of put it into one. So, I mean, we're inspired by so many of them. It's hard to pinpoint them down. But Chelsea Market, of course, is, should be at, you know, near the top of the list. We really liked the Kelp in Brooklyn um, because it was more of like a village. And, you know, every time you turn a corner, you ran into something new. Oh, we wow. ended up being there two hours versus going to a place, getting a food, taking it to go and leaving. Um, you know, Pont City had a lot of parallels to to the overall development project here um there's just so many so many good good food halls not america all right so now talk about the the aspect of uh the the sports aspect of how this comes in obviously you have the golf aspect and so forth but now uh essentially getting back in bed again uh with professional athletes we all know that you've been down this road before with uh ryan braun and aaron Rodgers, and now going down that road again this time with christian yelich and randall cobb uh, any hesitancy or anything of the no. sort after the last time? No, I mean, you know, th- th- those guys' names were on the door, so it was kind of their restaurant. So, you know, that that was a little bit different. You know, 
um, Christian and, and Randall, just after having conversations and telling them about the project, they were like, Hey, we want to be a part of it. So they're, they're just, they're just investors in the project, right? It's, the, it's not their name at the door on the door, but they're both such great guys. And it just shows how much they care about the city and the state. Um, and they want to put their mouth where their money is, you know, money where their mouth is and, and, and invest in projects that are catalytic and really important to our community. Oh, Omar, I talked about that earlier to start the, this hour of the show, uh, which is, you know, we could talk about the success that the Brewers have had and the Bucks have had and the Packers have had, and that's great. And you can, you know, call us a spoiled fan base if you want or whatever. But having said that, I mean, you go back. I mean, you're talking about a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers that in, that that was involved right back in the community. Ryan Braun obviously has been invested in the in the community through what he does with you, plus the Thanksgiving food drive he did for uh, years and years and oh, so yeah. forth. Uh, and now you bring Yelich and Randall Cobb into it, and then on top of all of that, you take a professional basketball player that wins a championship, and then announces he's taking over as you know a minority owner or being a minority owner with the professional baseball team in town. I mean, this type of um, interaction between you know pro athletes uh, and their community, I don't think you see this necessarily widespread across this country where other pro sports teams are. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and I can't talk for Giannis, but it it's evident that he cares so much about this community and he's just, he comes into carnivore and he's just such a high character guy, such a strong knit, tight knit family type of guy. Um, and it just shows you his commitment to the city as well. And it's, it's really cool to see. It, it really is. It's authentic. No question. And I, I think that that resonates off of him. All right. So as far as people coming there, being a part of it, the whole deal with third street market hall, uh, I know it's kind of going already. When do you think this thing's going to be full go? This year. <laughs> All right, so I'm holding you to December 31st, Omar, because this year well, it's I mean, December it'll before, 31st. It'll be before then, I can promise you that. But <laughs> I'm not I'm not locking in a month or a date or anything again. You know, supply chain is, is a real thing. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's tough when supplies and, and certain things get pushed off and there's nothing we can do about it. So I, I'm not locking into a particular date, but it, it will definitely be this year. I'll say that. I got to do one last thing, and uh, I don't think he's going to like it. But Sam Schmitz, who's our executive producer over here, uh, I, he worked for you at Carnivore for a couple of years. He called you the best boss he's ever had. Um, That's really nice. And, and that and his both of his sisters worked for you as well, uh, he said, for longer than he worked for you. So, I mean, that, that's high praise. I've never heard anybody really say anything negative about you in my time uh, being here. So high praise for you, man. Continue doing what That's you're doing so in the nice, community yeah. and uh, appreciate it's it. Great to hear. You betcha. Um, I, I know the Schmidt family you're talking about, Kelly, and uh, right. yeah, they're great people. Great family. Really great family. Absolutely. Omar, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. You betcha. Take care. Take there care. he is. Bye. Omar uh, Sheck uh, joining us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of Apply for Home Renovation Loan as you're feeling anxious. Well, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Q Club of Wisconsin is your place to catch all your favorite sports action with pool tables, shuffleboard, bocce ball, electronic darts, ping pong, and more. Plus, their awesome food, including an award-winning fish fry on Wednesdays and Fridays with four different styles of fish piled up with all the extras. Celebrate Halloween at the Q Club this Saturday with live music from Block Party, drink specials, and prizes for the best costume. It's all happening at Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha, online at qclubofwi.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Our command, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. segment brought to you by Jim Dandies, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Cheer on the green and gold coming up Thursday night against Arizona. Free food at halftime and free touchdown shots. Come by this weekend for their Friday fish fry and Halloween party. Follow them on Facebook. Again, Jim Danny, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. New ownership, new menu, new food, all delicious. Check them out. Jim Danny, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Um, they've done just a remarkable job. Not only do they uh, do good food and everything else, they do a lot of uh, charity work and so forth uh, in the Oak Creek area. And uh, very thankful for all the stuff they do over there at Jim Danny's with his new ownership group uh, that's in place. Now, uh, coming up, we're going to talk with Rami Makhlouf here. Uh, about what's coming up on his show coming up uh, at three o'clock. That that Third Street Market Hall that we were just talking about, Sam and I, you were, you and I were talking about this in the break about how that part of downtown and so forth really could use that. And you talk about Top Golf, so that's going to attract all age groups for those Top Golf suites, right? That that's not going to matter. A gaming lounge. I didn't ask him specifically what that means, but that will definitely attract the the younger demographic, I would assume, right? Uh, and then the bar and banquet halls and so forth. I'm assuming you could have wedding receptions and so forth. I, that thing is going to be hugely popular, I have a feeling. Yeah, because like I said, we're, what we were talking about during the break is like right around where Pfizer Forum is and 3rd Street. That's become really popular with everything that's been renovated and all that. But like between that and the 3rd Ward in Milwaukee, there's really just kind of a dead area where nobody really goes to other than if you're going to bars or restaurants and stuff like that. So to have like a common community area is going to be really cool. It's kind of what we've been missing there. Yeah, no question. It really is. And, you know, the other thing about it, too, is you're finally going to um, get more of um, a, a spot. And I want to be I, I don't want to slam Milwaukee Public Market, but you're going to get more of an area to where you're actually going to have room to park. Like my biggest beef. OK, and I'm, I've been this way since my 20s. So this is not an old thing. This is a this is a sparky thing. I hate. And this is why. I avoid Brady Street. Like, you'll, there's no way. I went there once, had a park in a neighborhood blocks away, and said, I'm never doing this again. I want a parking lot or a parking structure or something along those lines. Like, I live in Oak Creek. We just went to Drexel Town Square um, over the weekend, and they had a huge, like, uh, they have a farmer's market every weekend throughout the summer or whatever else. This was the last farmer's market, but they had that. Then they had a, a lot of different vendors set up. The kids came in costumes. They had, like, a little costume parade. Uh, they had music going, and it was jam-packed with people. And the one knock that I have on that area, which, uh, again, Steve Scafidi, when he was uh, mayor of Oak Creek, A-plus job uh, with putting that uh, there and doing everything they've done. They got, like, great restaurants on there, Bel Air Cantina, Chocolate Factory, Pizza Man was there. They're going to have to fill that spot now with somebody else. They left because of the pandemic or whatever, but public libraries there, parking. Like, give me a parking garage. I'll take a parking garage. I'm not opposed to parking garages. Y'all don't got room for a parking lot. Fine. Do you know where I ended up parking? I ended up, we ended up parking in the Meyer parking lot and then walking. Again, it's not that far, but walking from the Meyer parking lot over into Drexel Town Square. So for the Milwaukee Public Market, I love going there. I do. But I can't tell you the number of times I've went there. There's no parking spots available in that parking lot. And I drive back to Oak Creek and I don't go inside because I'm not driving around downtown Milwaukee trying to find somewhere. We just went there last week, downtown Milwaukee, looking uh, for a specific place. I'm not going to say what it is, but looking for a specific place to go have a brunch, right? We get there. There are no parking spots within four or five blocks of this restaurant where we wanted to go. We drove back to Oak Creek, never went anywhere. I mean, to me, it is about parking, and if parking's a problem, then you're not going to see me there. Now, this place here, I'm assuming, 
assuming that the parking garages are still in, intact from when it was Grand Avenue. Mm-hmm. So this that should not be an issue. Yeah, but that that stuff drives me nuts. And I mean, trust me, I I live right on Brady Street, so oh, no I know way. all about the parking and all that and nope. firsthand experience. But yeah, right where this Third Street Market Hall is going, there already are parking garages and yep. stuff like that. And the already the, the the street parking right around there isn't that bad at all. So that's I don't really I don't think you really got to worry about that. That's I'm just, good. I'm so excited for this place because everything Omar does just five stars. So good. Not only that, but like the people that he brings in, great employees and all that. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, I am too. I'm looking forward to it uh, as well. Lots and lots of stuff to do. Rami Makhlouf, he is a social butterfly nowadays. I'm sure you'll see Rami Makhlouf down there. And if I know Rami, he'll figure out a way to get comedy shows uh, in the Third Street Market Hall. Uh, at some point as well. In fact, he might be texting Omar right now for all I know. He's looking at his phone. Uh, Rami, uh, do tell what's coming up on your show at three. I like how you're like, this isn't an old man thing, and then you sound like the oldest man ever. I've been that way since my 20s. <laughs> I was yeah. in my 20s when I went to Brady Street and had that old, experience. You've been an old man since your 20s. Well, I've been fine. telling you that since your 20s because yeah. we've known each other that long. Right. It's, it's still an old man thing. And it has not changed, and, and it's not going to but change. But you are an old man. If there is no parking, you will not see I mean, see there me. is parking. You just might have to walk a little bit and you might nope. have to learn the very complicated mm. skill of parallel parking no absolutely not <laughs> no i'm not doing that i mean i've parallel parked before did i tell you my last parallel parking story downtown i went to go parallel park downtown we were going to what was it shake shack or one of those places down there right we're going one of those places so i go to parallel park i swear to god sam schmidt's true story i've got k in the car i got Logan in the car, and I believe Jackson. So we had we had the fourteen year old, the five year old. So I'm trying to parallel park. Not good at it, man. There were homeless people talking crap to me as I was trying to parallel park. Dog, I can do it better than you, man. I'll do it for you here. I'll let just let me do it for you, man. You don't know what the heck you're doing, dude. And they everybody was laughing in the car because they're like, dude, they're talking serious smack to you. Sitting on the side of the street, homeless as could be, just running their mouth at me because I couldn't parallel park. Right. I'm, this, I'm a bad person. It's pretty person. bad. I'm a bad person, but you just brought up a story and it reminded me of it. So a few weeks ago, um, I was at an open mic at Bremen Cafe in River West, and I had already done my set and I was tired. The mic was still going on, but I was like, I'm, I'm going home. And I was just hanging out outside with some buddies before I left, and uh, there was a spot right in front of my, right in, yeah, right in front of my car. And this girl showed up, and she was having a real hard time parallel parking. And there's a bunch of comics, horrible, standing on the street, just just, go wa- home. just watching her. Just and we weren't like pointing at her and making fun of her, but clearly like snickering and watching what's going on here. And as soon as she got in the spot, finally, after literally a dozen tries, I just got in my car. <laughs> Could have left at any point. Could have. You were going to leave anyhow. Yep. But you decided you wanted to make her suffer, so you sat there and waited to watch the struggle happen. See? You wonder why people are, man, whatever. Like, I, I, I'll tell you something else. So I'm so concerned, like, about... I'm my, sorry. If you're listening right now, I'm, I'm a bad person, and I'm sorry. So, like, at The Rock, <laughs> right? Uh, at The me. Rock, where the youth baseball uh. leagues are, right? They have the parking lots or whatever else, but most of the time that's all filled. So then they have street parking. Do you know where I park? Where do you park? I park in that spot right before the fire hydrant. So nobody can park in front of the fire hydrant. So I park right there so I can just pull right out. I ain't got to worry about going forward and backwards, trying to get out of parking space. None of that stuff. (laughs) Always looking for the easiest way in and out. So again, no parking garage, no parking lot. You will not see me. I'm a really good parallel parker, so I find it amusing when people, you know. I'm not. No, yeah, I know. I'm not. And I'm not going to sit there and go through that again. Like I said, the last time I had a bunch of homeless dudes talking crap to me. I was like, I'm done. We're not doing this anymore. Uh, okay, Robbie, what's coming up coming on the show? Coming up on the show today, Sparky, it's a Kim in the Void Judgment Day. Our Kim in the Void Judgment of the Day, which player do the Packers need the most back from injury Thursday night against the Arizona Cardinals? And your choices. Is this up Oh, yet? you're giving me choices? I'm giving you choices. It's going up right now. It's going up I right like now. choices. David Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari. MBS. Preston Smith. Kevin King. Chandler Jones is back for Arizona. Mm-hmm. So that has to be considered. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that is tough. That's why I, I ask the tough questions. You know I do. I would say MVS. You think so? I think he's probably. I think MVS, Preston Smith, and Kevin King, I think they all will play. But I think uh, MVS would be my choice, yes. All right. Because 
not that Bakhtiari would get hurt or anything of the sort. I think I'd be more comfortable just waiting for him until, until Kansas like, City. I think I'm. I, I honestly, I don't I think have, I would rather wait. I don't but have an Rogers answer. Rodgers probably yet. would rather have him back now to make sure Chandler Jones doesn't kill him. So I mean, I understand that want. I get it, but just from my own personal perspective, I think I'd rather wait. So we'll ask that off the top. Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers podcast and the Leap newsletter. He'll be here at 3.30. Bart Winkler, it's Tuesday. Tuesdays with Winkler coming up at 4 o'clock and at 4.30, Sparky. You got a smirk on your face. This isn't going to be good. At 4.30. Wait, did Gary show up on your show yesterday? No, man. After, what happened? After Sam checked with him and said he was good. I don't know. I'm assuming he was busy. He has TV on Monday, so I'm guessing he was busy. I don't know. I don't know if he's mad at me because you guys blew that thing out of proportion and Took my words out of Huge. context. I take nothing out of context. Took my words out of context. I did completely, not. Lies. Completely took my Baloney. words out of context. But no chance. Just anyway, support your friends. That's what it boils down I do to. support my friends. <laughs> I'm the best friend a person could have. Mm. I'm the best friend a person could have. Mm. I will do anything for a friend. All right? Yeah. Don't even come at me with that. No, you're a good friend. I at, agree with you. At 4.30 on, on the show, Sparky. And you're the guy to ask about this. You didn't break my heart like you did. Geez, so I'll say that. Is it getting carried away to talk about a Bucks dynasty? Oh, this is some more Leroy Butler nonsense from today. <laughs> what? I didn't even hear Go. Leroy. What did okay. Leroy say? You, you bring your <laughs> Leroy is, Butler nonsense. What did Leroy say? Oh, same thing. Brought it up randomly. And then I go on ESPN, it's lead story. That's what got me thinking. Did you read the story? Yes. Because nobody, mm. not, there's not one quote in that entire article from any Bucks player that references them thinking it's going to be a dynasty. Not one. Jason the writer it, of <laughs> The writer of the story takes Giannis talking about, you know, he's hoping to have this group together for, you know, one, three, five, yeah. ten years, whatever else. And from that, he puts, it sounds like dynasty talk to me. You're nuts. You never said anything of the sort. You want to talk about blowing a story up that where there was no story? That's exactly what that piece did. On I mean, that ESPN. was just his interpretation. He wasn't making a story out of it. Yes, story. he was. That was just his man, how he man, read those words. Man, you need to stop. That's just how he read you need it. To stop. People That's can read things different than you. Breaking horrible. news. Sam has breaking news. Breaking news on the fan is powered by Odyssey Sports and presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter. Beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. What do we got, Sammy? According to Ari Miroff of My Sports Update on Twitter, Packers have placed wide receiver Alan Lazard on the reserve COVID-19 ah! list. Oh, man. See? That's what I mean. MVS is your answer. You don't even have to put the poll question up because they're <laughs> running out of bodies. Damn. I think that might have that so might have tipped it in MVS's favor if for M- sure. If MV- okay, hold on a second now here. So if MVS can't go, did they give an update on VS today about his because he ran yesterday. They said if he felt good today, he might be able to play on Thursday on who? with MVS. He oh, ran okay. yesterday, LaFleur said. They said if he felt them and woke up felt okay today, because he's he can come off and play, then he'd be able to play on Thursday. So waiting on LaFleur on that at response. So if there's no MVS, that means it's EQ, Amari Rogers, Randall Cobb. And Randall Cobb? Mm-mm. That ain't gonna be good enough. Nope. You have to have MVS. Now it's a must because he's your one. You got Bobby Tunyon. He's going to have to be a part of it too. But Mercedes I, I, Lewis. But you need somebody to open the field up. Yeah. And that's going to have to be MVS. He's got to play. So that that will also obviously add to the conversation at the top at 3 o'clock. Bizarre. So you think it's crazy to talk How dynasty? How many though, more the are there? What? You think it's crazy to talk dynasty? I, I will tell you what I told the right, which is. Back when the Packers went and won their last Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I was on the air. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure you remember this. On the air going, I think I went two or three. I mean, they had that that year, they had like 16 guys on the IR. I'm like, these guys are all coming back with what they got? They got a couple. They're like, this is going to be a dynasty. And Garrett, man, you're way up front of yourself. Don't do that, Sparky, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, it wasn't. They never even got back to another Super Bowl since then. So I'm not doing it again. All right. I am not. No. I refuse. I'm not going to do it. If it ends up being that way, fine. But the other thing is, to that question, because we had to specify on our show earlier. What is a dynasty? And I think it's three and five years. That's fair. That's I what I that's say. that's fair. Three and five. Yeah. So if like you win Spurs, three championships in five. Correct. Sure. Yeah. So if three and five, Patriots, Cowboys, so three and five. If you go three and five, I think that's a dynasty. Fair. I think that's fair. Two and ten is and not a dynasty. Gonna, I was going to bring that up. What is a dynasty? Yeah, three and five. Fair enough. That's what I would fair say. Enough. So that's what's coming up on the show. Ronnie Mackloff, Rami Show comes up next. Have a good one, Ben Fennel. Gambo talking Arizona Cardinals football tomorrow as well on the Wendy's Big Show. Have a good one. Toodles. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 